All right, how is everybody going? How's everybody doing, I should say? <laughs> I'm Praying Medic. This is Supernatural Saturday. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, I come to you live here on Telegram. Uh, second Saturday of every month at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I bounced around from a number of platforms. I used to do these on Periscope. I did them on YouTube for a while, and then we got shut down on YouTube. I did them on CloudHub for a while, and that was a little uh, tricky. Now that Telegram has video live streaming, I am trying to do this on Telegram, and uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, right now, there there is no chat feature on Telegram with live streaming videos, but I do see that people have their hands raised. Um, at the end of this uh, broadcast, when I'm done with my message, uh, I'll take some, some questions or comments from people uh, who are watching. Sound like a good deal? All right. This broadcast is going to be a lesson on dreams. And yes, I actually have <laughs> a copy, paper copy, of my latest book, Dream Interpretation Made Simple. Uh, it took me a few weeks to get my copies of the book. Um, it, it's a book that I started, gosh, 10 years ago. Um, I've been interested in dreams for, for a long time. Um, I started, started having dreams in 2008. Um, a lot of people find this hard to believe, but prior to 2008, uh, I didn't dream. And it's not that I had dreams and didn't remember them. I just didn't have dreams at all for 25 years. Uh, on August 8th, 2008, 8808, Denise went to a dream interpretation workshop. Uh, it was hosted by a woman named Melody Pash, who was and, and still does teach biblical dream interpretation. Uh, she told Denise to go home and pray over me because I wasn't having dreams. And that night, I had my first dream in 25 years. And in that dream, I met God. Uh, and that was quite an experience. I, I met God, and he gave me some instruction. He wanted me to pray for my patients. Long story short, uh, I started praying for people, and they got healed. It took me a while to figure out what this whole healing thing was about. But I've been interested in dreams ever since then. And uh, th there's a lot of um, debate, I guess I would call it, in the church and outside the church about where dreams come from. Secular psychology teaches that dreams originate in the soul and that they really don't have any um, specific meaning. If you look at secular psychology, it basically teaches that man is a two-part being, uh, that we have a soul and we have a body. Psychology doesn't really talk much about the spirit. Um, most secular psychologists are agnostic about spiritual things. They believe dreams are manifestations of the soul. And the reason that they, they take that view is that dreams tend to be somewhat illogical in, in the information that is presented. Dreams most often don't make sense. I mean, one of the most common things that you hear people say is, I had this dream and it doesn't make any sense. There's, all right, so there's an observation by a lot of people that dreams don't generally make sense. They're not logical. You can't interpret them literally most of the time. Secularists and psychologists assign dreams to the soul because they don't make sense because they're illogical. Secularists take the human body and the human experience and they divide it into two realms. They divide it into the realm of the soul and the realm of, of the brain or the cerebral cortex. So we're talking about the, the human anatomy and we're talking about the physical body. Physical body has a brain and the brain has two major components the cerebrum and the cerebellum. Cerebellum primarily um, controls breathing, uh, heart rate, bodily functions, the, the autonomic nervous system, the automatic functions of the body, those are controlled by the cerebellum. The cerebrum, 
uh, is responsible for higher thought and cognition and logic okay so the cerebrum part of the brain is responsible for logical thought process and because dreams are illogical they then say well they can't be manifestations of the cerebrum they must be manifestations of the soul and the soul they believe is responsible for the uh, will and emotions and because there's a lot of strong emotional component in dreams they tend to um, say that dreams come from the soul because they're illogical right that's the main reason why secularists say that dreams are manifestations of the soul it's because they're illogical and, and let me give you a couple of examples here so if you had a dream and you went to a wedding which you would normally if you went to a wedding the normal uh, emotion you would feel at a wedding you might feel joy you might feel hope you might feel uh, you know these positive emotions but in a dream you're very likely to feel sadness or remorse or grief at a wedding right the emotional component of a dream does not always correspond to the event that it's connected to right so if you go to a funeral in a dream you might feel the emotion of joy and and, and that's that's the disconnect there's a disconnect between the emotion in a dream and the event in a dream they don't they don't coincide right so what secularists have observed is that because the emotions in a dream don't correspond with the event that they're connected to they just give up you know trying to make any sense of them and and they like i said they generally assign dreams to the realm of the soul um, and they don't believe that dreams have any meaning now uh, the bible teaches that we are a spirit we are created a spirit when god creates us first he creates us in his image he is a spirit right so god created us a spirit he then put us inside a physical body and we have a soul and a soul what i view it as is the connection between the spirit spiritual body and the physical body so the physical body has senses it has the senses of sight taste touch sound right um, and the the brain takes in input from the physical senses okay and those physical senses are received in the brain and they're interpreted by the soul and the soul assigns emotion and meaning to them because the soul is a seat of mind will and emotions okay you can exercise your will that is an exercise of the soul when you think about how the soul uh, works normally the soul will create an emotion that is appropriate to the event uh, that it is attached to right if you see a horrific car accident if you witness it if you witness someone being murdered you might your soul is going to create an emotion of horror or terror or fear right that's an appropriate emotion for that event but in dreams the emotion that you feel is oftentimes inappropriate right so you have these dreams where you you're, you're attending this event and you would normally feel joy and you feel sadness or you feel grief or you feel sorrow why eyes are often a disconnect between the emotion that you feel in the dream and the event that you're seeing that you're witnessing in the dream that's because the event and the emotion are not created by not originating in the soul because if if the emotion and the event were originating in the soul there would be agreement the 
the emotion you would feel would be appropriate for the event that you're witnessing. But in dreams, many times they're not. That suggests that the emotion is not created in the soul. And in fact, it's created in the spirit because dreams are spiritual communication, right? So that is why when you have a dream, uh, you, you have this emotion uh, or as you're observing something, you have an emotion that does not correlate, does not uh, normally represent the emotion you would have in if you're witnessing that event in, in real life. It's because dreams are spiritual. And the communication of uh, the message of a dream is a spiritual message. Their dreams are not intended to be interpreted logically. That's why the cerebrum, our brain, doesn't understand the dream. Because dreams are not intended to be interpreted logically or literally. They're symbolic. Dreams are symbolic language. Dreams are messages that are sent to us from heaven, and they convey symbolic messages, and they have to be decoded. All right, that's, that's why people don't understand their dreams. Most people don't get them because it's a symbolic message. It has to be decoded, and you have to take the elements of a dream, the vehicles, the colors, the numbers, and you have to decode all that, all that information. And when you do, the dream will make sense. Uh, that's that's the trick. So if you look at, uh, for example, the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, the Apostle John is witnessing some some incredible things happening in heaven, and he doesn't understand what he's seeing and what he's hearing. It doesn't make sense to him. He's like, okay, well, I saw this creature with eyes all over the place, and I saw this lamb that looked like it had been slain, and I saw this, and I saw that, and it, these were all symbolic representations. Uh, and and a lot, many times an angel would interpret for John. John would say, I don't understand this. And, he, and a man or an angel would say, you don't understand what you're saying? And he said, no. And then they would give him the interpretation. The things that happen in the spiritual world, in the kingdom of heaven, are not... Um, are not native to earth. They're native to heaven. Believe it or not, if you, um, if, if you were to watch and observe um, people talking in heaven, they're not speaking English. <laughs> they're not speaking Chinese and they're not speaking Swahili. Uh, because spiritual beings that exist in the spiritual world don't communicate using our languages. Our languages are suitable for earth. Physical beings have vocal cords, eardrums, optic nerves. We have the physical structures we use to communicate. You're hearing me because my voice uh, is created by air coming out of my lungs, through my vocal cords, through the air as sound waves, into a, uh, a phone or a device that turns it into an electrical signal that is then sent to your device. You then hear it through the speaker. It's converted into sound waves. It hits your eardrum, goes through the auditory nerve to your brain, and your brain then takes an electric signal and uh, interprets that electrical signal as speech. Okay, That is how we communicate here on Earth. That is not how they communicate in heaven. All right. When you hear an angel speak, an angel is not speaking in an audible voice because an angel doesn't have vocal cords. Angels are spiritual beings. Spiritual beings communicate primarily through thought impressions and visual imagery. Now, it is true that angels can manifest in a physical body and they can appear to be human beings, but that is not their normal uh, appearance, it's not their normal manifestation. When angels are cruising around in the spiritual world, they don't need a physical body. They sometimes will manifest a physical body here in the earth realm so that we can see them and communicate with them. But that is uh, only a temporary situation. 
when they leave, they don't continue in their physical body. They are spiritual beings. Demons are spiritual beings. Angels are spiritual beings. They don't have physical bodies. That's why you don't see them unless they decide to manifest. And that's pretty rare. Uh, do you know anybody who's ever seen an angel with their eyes and felt them and talked to an angel? It's a very rare occurrence. It's because angels are spiritual beings. And spiritual beings communicate with spiritual language, which is primarily visual and through thought impressions. Why does the Holy Spirit speak to us in a still, small voice? Thought impressions. That's how spiritual beings communicate. All right. So, have you ever noticed in dreams, sometimes you'll know things without being told them? It happens to me all the time. In last night's dream, I, I was watching Cash Patel. And this is what happens in most of my dreams. I'm an observer in the dream. I'm just watching things happen. I'm a fly on the wall. I don't interact with people. No one talks to me. No one tells me anything. I observe what's going on and I just know things, right? So in last night's dream, I'm watching Cash Patel and I can see that he's posting things on social media about Spygate. Now, I didn't see his messages, but I knew in the dream that he was posting about Spygate and I knew that he was putting things out on social media and he was putting out new information about Spygate. Now, that's I say that just to illustrate the fact that I knew something and it wasn't told to me. It's not like I had an angel talk to me in the dream and tell me, hey, uh, this, you know, the, the Cash Patel is doing this. I didn't, there was nobody in the dream talking to me. I knew what Cash Patel was doing without anyone telling me that. I just knew it. Well, how is it possible for you to know something in a dream without someone telling you? It's because dreams are spiritual messages and spiritual messages are communicated through thought impressions. That's why you know stuff in a dream. That's why you know that your boss is embezzling money without anyone telling you. You don't have to be in your boss's office and watch him stealing money. Sometimes you just know in a dream, oh, my boss is stealing money. Uh, you just know things in dreams. And the reason that you know them is that you are being told, you're being given communication to your spirit. And your spirit can receive information through thought impressions. <laughs> okay, that's why you know stuff in dreams when it, without anyone telling you that. All right, I, I wanted to really quickly look at a couple of uh, Bible verses here. And we're going to go to Job chapter 33. Uh, and this is, uh, <laughs> this is Elihu speaking to Job. For God may speak in one way, or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on their beds, he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction, in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his uh, life from perishing by the sword. All right, so the book of Job says that God speaks to us at night in dreams and visions. Now, we're going to go to an example here. In Daniel chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And he's very troubled by this dream. He orders all of the soothsayers, magicians, and people who are able to interpret dreams to give him not just the interpretation of his dream, but he wants them to tell him the dream itself. And they all say, no one's ever asked this. We can't do that. That's impossible. You tell us a dream and then we'll tell you what it means. And Nebuchadnezzar said, no, you tell me the dream or I'm going to kill all of you. Right? So he puts out an order to kill all the wise men and the soothsayers and astrologers and magicians. They come to Daniel and Daniel says, hey, what's going on? What's, what's the big deal? So the captain explains to him and Daniel says, all right, give me some time and God will reveal me to me Nebuchadnezzar's dream and the interpretation. So, so, we're picking up here in Daniel chapter 2, verse 18. Actually, verse 19. The secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Okay? 
So Daniel got the interpretation and the dream of Nebuchadnezzar in a night vision. All right. Then Daniel uh, says this, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and seasons and removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might. And now you have made known to me what was asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. Daniel is given Nebuchadnezzar's dream and the interpretation. He then goes to Nebuchadnezzar and explains to him both the dream and the interpretation. Right In Genesis chapter 41, Pharaoh has a dream. He actually has two dreams. And he is very troubled by these dreams. He tells his people, I need someone to tell me the interpretation. They go and get Joseph out of prison. They bring him to Pharaoh. And then he says, well, there's a God in heaven who reveals the secrets. And God revealed to Joseph the meaning of Pharaoh's dreams. And it, was, uh, it, it foretold a coming famine. Joseph wasn't just given the interpretation of the dream. He told Pharaoh, store up the food in the seven years of plenty because they're going to be followed by seven years of famine. And if you store up the food during the times of plenty, Egypt will, will survive the famine. That was divine wisdom that was given to Joseph about the dream and then what to do about it. So, uh, I have had, I've had a lot of uh, very interesting dreams over the last 12 years, 13 years. I write down my dreams and I take them seriously. The reason I take them seriously is I know that God is communicating to me through these dreams. He is showing me uh, my divine destiny through dreams. He is showing me various assignments that I have. He is showing me people that he wants me to uh, work together with. Many of the people that I work with on social media that I connect with, um, I connect with them specifically because God has shown me in a dream he wants me to connect with this person for this purpose. Sometimes those uh, connections are, are short-lived. Sometimes I'll just connect with someone briefly. Uh, I'll help them do something and then I'm, I'm on to you know, someone or something else. God will show you incredible things in dreams. He will warn you about um, things that are coming. Prior to uh, YouTube suspending my channel, and Facebook taking down my page, and Twitter suspending me. God had warned me a year and a half uh, in advance that this was coming, and he got me prepared for it. He, When I published my, my Q books, before I published my, my Q books on Amazon, God warned me that they were going to be blacklisted on Amazon. <laughs> and I published them anyway because um, I wanted to take advantage of the platform as long as I could, but I knew that they were going to be uh, blacklisted because God showed me ahead of time it was going to happen. If you have a business, if you have a ministry, God will show you strategic things you need to know to be successful in your business and ministry. Many of the things, uh, many of the people that I, that I, uh, opportunities that are given to me, I turn down because um, God always highlights to me in a dream when he wants me to partner with someone, uh, participate in, in an event, work together with people. And he also shows me when I should not partner with people, when I should not get involved in certain things, and when I should not keep my mouth shut and, and not weigh in on certain issues. A lot of people um, send me videos and links to articles about uh, vaccines. I have not had one dream about vaccines in the last 13 years. It's not an issue that God has authorized me to weigh in on. So I don't really give my opinion on vaccines. I have medical training. I, I did critical care medicine for years. Um, I know a little bit 
about infectious diseases, but I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Um, God has not given me authorization to weigh in on um, the, the, the issues surrounding vaccines. I will post articles uh, on social media and I will just occasionally mention some, some uh, common knowledge things about uh, vaccines, but I don't weigh in on vaccines very often because God has not authorized me, has not um, given me revelation about what position I should take, what information I should put out there about vaccines. And since God hasn't talked to me about it, I, I generally don't weigh in on it very often. Uh, it's not that I don't know anything about vaccines, but I'm not authorized. And that, that's a subject that I'm going to cover in my next book, um, Power and Authority Made Simple. And it has to do with authority, things that God has authorized us to do, and things that he hasn't. Um, I, I, you know, obedience to God for me is, is not um, obeying the Ten Commandments. Obedience for me is knowing what God has called me to do, uh, knowing what he has not called me to do, and, and staying in my lane, <laughs> as we often say. Uh, wise people know how to stay in their lane. They don't talk about things that they're not authorized on. They don't talk about things that they don't have expertise in. I have a lot of expertise with Q. I've read all of Q's posts. I've done a lot of broadcasts. I've watched the videos and I've uh, read the linked articles. And I know a lot about Q. So I talk uh, freely about Q because I have a lot of information. And God has given me dozens of dreams about Q. I know that I'm authorized to talk about Q because God has shown me through dreams, through visions, uh, through other confirmations that that is a subject he wants me to talk about. And there's a lot of other subjects I don't talk about. Why? Because God has not uh, given me an assignment for those issues. So I tend to leave that to other people, leave that to other experts, and leave that to people who want to talk about those things. But again, it comes down to, uh, for me, an issue of, uh, you know, it's, it's my walk with the Holy Spirit. Um, a, a lot of my communication with God is through the still small, small voice. It's through thought impressions throughout the day. Um, I have this kind of continual conversation with the Holy Spirit through thoughts. Um, and at night when I'm sleeping, those conversations continue in dreams. Dreams are a really good way to get clarity, to get wisdom, to get information from the Holy Spirit about your calling, your destiny, about your assignments, about trouble that it may be potentially coming, where God may give you specific strategies on how to either avoid trouble or how to mitigate the effects of some trouble that's coming. Uh, if you're wondering you know, what is your divine destiny? What has God called you to do, you know, from a vocational standpoint? Uh, what gifts, spiritual gifts, does that God want you to operate in? Who does he want you to connect with in ministry or business? Uh, he can reveal and will reveal all of that through dreams. He, he's done it for me. I've got a pile of note cards that sit by my bed, uh, and I just write down my dreams. And the more I write them down, the more I seek the interpretation, and the more that I obey the revelation in the dreams, the more dreams God gives me. Like I said, I don't consider obedience to God um, as obeying the Ten Commandments. To me, obedience to God is living out your destiny. It is living out of the identity that God has given you. It's living out uh, and fulfilling your assignments to the best of your ability. Uh, it is doing the things that God reveals to you through his spirit. Romans chapter 8. Those who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And if you're a, a son or daughter of God, if you're a child of God, you need to be led by the spirit. And the Holy Spirit is talking to all of us. He talks to us through visions. He talks to us through this still small voice. 
He talks to us through circumstances and he talks to us through dreams. And if you're looking for information on how to interpret dreams and how to receive them, my book, Dream Interpretation Made Simple, the new one, uh, it's, a, it's a good resource uh, for people who are new to dreams. Hey, look, there's the book. <laughs> In the back, um, there is a, there's a glossary of, of symbols that commonly appear in dreams. And I give um, an interpretation for, for the symbols. And I don't just give one interpretation because symbolic elements when they appear in dreams can mean many different things depending on the context. There is a positive and negative meaning for almost every symbol that you can think of that'll appear in a dream. There's positive and negative meanings for the color black. A lot of people don't know that. Sometimes black has a positive connotation. Sometimes white has a negative connotation, right? So the colors, the numbers, directions, um, vehicles, all these things, uh, the elements of dreams. I have explanations with scripture references for, I think, over 700 uh, symbols that are commonly appear in dreams. And that's in the back of the book. If you're interested in learning about dreams, if you're interested in and learning what God uh, wants to tell you through dreams, I would strongly encourage you to consider getting a book on dream interpretation. There are other books out there. I've read a lot of books on dream interpretation. And there, there are a couple of chapters in my book where I discuss things that I haven't seen anyone else discuss in any dream book. One of them is what I call conceptual dreams. They're they're hard to describe, but the idea is that it's a concept being presented to you. Not an actual, you know, job situation, not an actual business, but a, the conceptual representation of a business. And there's a whole chapter on what conceptual dreams are all about and how to interpret them. As an example. All right. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if I can call on people. Uh, who are in the chat, not in the chat, but listening and have their hands up. Hey, Chase, uh, let's see. If you want to unmute yourself, Chase, you can talk. What's on your mind? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Awesome, thank you. Um, I've read your book. I've been watching you for a while. Um, you were talking about what the Lord authorizes you. Yep. Let's you speak about. Yep. Um, I was wondering if you could, or if he's authorized you to talk about the firmament. Oh gosh, you know I really have no revelation on the firmament. Uh, it's not something that God has really highlighted to me. Not something He's really talked about. So I haven't looked into it. Okay. I was just curious. I appreciate your time and all the time you give us. Yep. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Anne, knee. if you want to unmute yourself, you can talk. What's on your mind? Hi, Dave. I've been following you for a while. I'm on your mailing list, newsletter, and I bought, I have one of your um, two books, and I also listen to you on YouTube, so I'm glad you're on, um, I'm glad you're on uh, Telegram now. So can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Okay, perfect. Um, so, one time I was listening to your um, video on YouTube and I had fell asleep. And when I fell asleep, you and Denise were in my dream. This is probably maybe a year ago. So, I was wondering, did I have the dream with you and Denise in the dream because I fell asleep listening to you? Or is there more to it? I, I guess what I'm asking is when you're when you are listening to something and you fall asleep as you're listening to it, does that influence your dream? Does it have an effect or is it separate from it? That is a really good question. So I, I listened to a broadcast with Cash Patel last night. And then lo and behold, I had a dream with Cash Patel last night. <laughs> right? That's, that's another reason why some people think that dreams come from the soul because they say 
that your soul is kind of working out the issues that you were thinking about that day. Well, um, I find that not to be true because probably more often than not, I don't have a dream about the things that I was thinking about on, the, on any given day. Most of the time when I have a dream, it's unrelated to anything that I was thinking about that day. Like I, I will, I'll go to conferences and I'll, I'll listen to certain people speak and I'll go home anticipating that God's going to give me a dream about what I heard, you know, this message, and then he doesn't. <laughs> um, but every once in a while, the thing that you are focusing on in the evening, particularly, sometimes God will give you further revelation as confirmation that you're on track, that that's a message you need to pay attention to. So if you fell asleep listening to a video where I was talking, it's, it's likely that God was just sort of reinforcing that message. Uh, wants you to take it seriously, wanted to give you more revelation, more information on that. I've had friends over at my house, and we've been sitting in the kitchen talking for hours. And I'll go to bed, and literally in the dream, I'll be back in the kitchen talking with my friends, and the conversation will continue where it left off. And we'll just have this long conversation in the dream. And God is just giving me further revelation, further understanding about the importance of that conversation. So yes, um, the things that you do can influence your dreams, but I don't think it's in the way that psychologists think. I don't think that it's just your mind trying to work things out. I think it's God trying to give you further understanding about whatever it is that you were listening to or watching at that time. Thank you very much. All right, Anne. Hey, Caleb, you can unmute yourself and talk. What's on your mind, brother? Hi, Dave. Thanks for uh, what you're doing. I want to say that your emotional healing uh, technique, um, I bought your book and try and put it to work, and it's amazing things that, that were around for years uh, came under subjection to that. It was very effective. Uh, thanks for that, actually. Yeah. It's kind of a surprise. I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm a believer. Um, but I do want to ask you about something you said about dreams when you said that recently you said that when you start to read about dreams you start to uh, involve yourself with understanding them then all of a sudden you start having dreams yep and so after you said that I started having dreams really and so absolutely yeah and it's, it's after a very long period of time and they started, they shifted. I mean, when I had them before, some of them were almost nightmarish. But recently, they've shifted in tenor to be more strange and informative, if that makes sense. Yep. And you, you had mentioned, and I'm not kind of, I mean, I, I'm a sensitive guy, but I'm not really Mr. Touchy Feely. And when you said that you met God, well, two nights ago, I dreamed that I was hovering over the beach and I saw footprints appearing with no bodies. And then I saw this glowing figure of Jesus Christ <laughs> wow. from the inside and smiling. And, you know, how you give people hugs at church? You know, I mean, it was like, you gave me a big hug at church. Like, wow. Hugging somebody at church. And it was absolutely stunning and amazing. And, um, you know, I'm not listening to Caleb. You know, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's just positive things in the background that I'm hearing, like your last person said, you know. But I've never had any dream like that. And do you, how do you distinguish between things that are, I mean, it was there, it was technicolor, it was like, like translucent, but the light was but not translucent. It was like the light was coming from inside his entire body. Yep. Right? Yep. So, I mean, how do you tell what's just like feel good stuff about your thinking and stuff that's message based? I'm really glad that you had that experience. I don't think it was just your mind kind of rambling and wandering and oh, feel good thoughts after listening to K Love. I don't think that's the case. Um, I, I suspect that you literally met Jesus in that dream. Uh, one of the things about um, spiritual bodies is that they're not made up of, or they don't, I should say, spiritual light is different from physical light. Physical light is made, photons of light cast a shadow. Spiritual light does not have a shadow. In fact, the Bible says there is no shadow returning in God. And that, that's referring to the fact that 
God is a spiritual being. His body is spiritual light, and it doesn't cast a shadow. When you said that you saw this light glowing from inside of Jesus, all right, normally with a normal physical body, you wouldn't be able to see light inside a body. But with a spiritual body, uh, you can see the light. The Bible says that angels are beings of light. Okay, But it's a spiritual light, doesn't cast a shadow. Uh, it's not normal photons of light like we see. Uh, it's a, it has a different, it just has a completely different look and feel. Um, you know, you've felt that really strong emotion uh, in that experience. I, I would not call it a dream. I would call it a, a visitation. Uh, you had a visitation from, yeah, you had a visitation from Jesus. Uh, I, I've had them. I've had visitations from Jesus and, and they're very powerful. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's just some, some nice feel good, you know, dream. I think you had a visitation from the Lord and he wanted to give you a hug and let you know how much he loves you. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I'm not like Mr. I don't have this stuff happen to me. So, I mean, I'm pretty encouraged by that. Thanks. Yeah. So enjoy it, man. All right. Thanks. I'm going to go on to the next person. Let's see. Uh, all right, G2 Good. G2 Good, you can unmute yourself and talk what's on your mind. G2 Good. All right, your hand is up. Let me try this again. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, G2 Good, go ahead. You're, you can unmute. Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? God bless you. Sorry, I am not very technically savvy. That's all right. This is uh, this is strange technology. I don't quite understand it myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, I guess the question. I, um, you know, I've had a not very many dreams, but I've had a couple or a few that I I'm not a writer. I'm not a journaler. Um, or wasn't, and um, have moved me to start writing things down. And um, they're very, very, very vivid. Um, and I, I wrote one of them down. I don't know if we have, it's, not, it's about a page long, but um, I don't know if we have time to interpret it or, um, but essentially it was it was uh, seeing the moon um, and it was just the most vivid, orange um moon that i've ever seen and in this dream it was hiding behind i live in uh north scottsdale out in the desert okay and, um, the moon was behind a palo verde tree and and i was looking up at it and it started to uh flicker or change colors and these colors were the most undescribable indigo green purple um just like the most inspiring, awestruck colors I've ever could imagine. And, um, and I went back into a garage and I walked back out in the dream and, and I looked and it was back to this beautiful, vibrant, you could see every texture of the moon. Um, and it was, it, and then all of a sudden a supernatural light struck down the desert floor and there was a, uh, fire about 10 foot tall about six foot wide or so um and it was just kind of dancing above the desert ground and um i i put my arm up uh to shield my face and not not in a caution but just to like it was such a bright fire and i leaned into it and just i wanted to test the spirit and, and and the only words that I could speak in the dream was Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> it was a, uh, a calm and my friend that was in the dream was like fire, fire, fire <laughs> and, and clearly it wasn't just a fire um, but it was a sense of peace and just, yep. just amazingness. Yeah. And, um, That's cool. You want me to tell you what I think it was? Absolutely. You had 
just like uh, I think Caleb, I think yeah. you had a visitation from the Lord. How did how did God first meet Moses? Correct. In the desert. <laughs> there was a tree and it was on fire. And he was like, hey, wait a second. Why is that tree on fire? And it's not being consumed. And it's like weird and fire. and Right. Um, God will often manifest himself. Uh, and so will angels sometimes as flames, as fire. And the, the, the sun, the flickering sun, the kind of the disco ball sun got your attention. Sort of like the burning yeah. bush, sort of like the burning bush for Moses. It got his attention. And he was like, hey, wait a minute. That's not normal. What's what's going on? And then Moses stepped back and kind of considered this this fire in this bush. Well, you saw this fire, right? God from heaven comes down to earth. He's dancing around um, in, the, in the desert near where you are in Scottsdale, not too far from me. And, and when you went to, you said you leaned into it and you felt this really positive uh, yeah. emo emotion, peace, right? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And when you feel peace, that's a good sign that you're in the presence of God. Because when you're in his presence, you feel peace. That's one way that I know that I'm in God's presence is I'll feel this overwhelming sense of peace come over me. So you said you were take you you said you were going to test the spirit, and what you felt was peace. Uh, yes. If it was something demonic, you probably would have felt terror or fear or something else. Yeah. But the fact that you felt peace, I think, suggests that you probably had an encounter with with God's spirit as a that manifested as a flame. Yeah, I feel like, and I don't know if it's new. I because of my my faith, I, you know, I grew up in the church and had you know, grew up in a non-denominational home and, you know, there's, um, but I lived a really, uh, broken and wild lifestyle up until, um, about a year and a half ago. Um, at the beginning of COVID, uh, I was, I was drinking. I didn't, I didn't ever think I had a problem because I could tolerate it pretty well, but I was drinking. I went through a keg in 10 days by myself and that was just what I drank at home. Gotcha. And, um, I, I, I stopped drinking and, and in two weeks into it, um, I was sitting in my recliner and and all of a sudden my heart started pounding and I felt this like warm, like almost ang anxious feeling, but I, I didn't know what it was. It wasn't like an anxiety from a hangover. It wasn't anything that I had felt before, but it was like this, like, I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden it was like, go get baptized. Wow. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't get, like, I tried to watch TV. I was, like, I was not listening to anything, or I was, I was more, like, scrolling YouTube that had, like, nothing to do with it, anything of, of getting baptized or spiritual. And, um, anyway, long story kind of short, I, the next day I went, like, I talked to a friend, and he's like, I don't know what to tell you, but you better go get baptized. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine baptized me in the, the Birdie River and um, from that point on like the spirit of the Lord just started to guide me and I surrendered my I, I didn't want to quit drinking like I, I, I was out I trained horses for a living and I was out um, by my shavings pile the bedding for the horses and I was just like Lord like if you want to take the drinking away from me you better do it because I it, it's I don't want to like <laughs> and he did like supernaturally um, he took away your desire to drink yeah yep that's how he is um, <laughs> he can do it in fact in fact two weeks <clears throat> like two weeks after that i'll tell sorry i'm not hogging the situation but um two weeks after that a buddy of mine called to go to happy hour and him and i used to go get tall boys and and wings and i said yeah you know and it was like a month in and not drinking and i was like you know i've been good i can have a drink and and i went um and and he sat down and he had already ordered this big sparkly frosty mug and i and i was looking at it and i was like oh i'm gonna have one of those and this the waitress came up and asked me what i'd like to have and I don't know how to explain it, but this is the first time I experienced a miracle firsthand. But 
it was my words being spoken, but it wasn't me speaking them. I said I'd have a soda water with lime. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't say anything to my friend at that moment because I was like, <clears throat> that just happened. And about a half hour in our conversation, he's like, oh, so how, how has it been after being baptized? And it kind of opened up that opportunity to share with him what just had happened. And he's like, yeah, I thought we were going to have a few beers. And, you know, and I was like, I did too. <laughs> and, um, wow. That's amazing. Perfect process, but it, he, he dang sure sanctified and, um, and, Sober. That that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. You were you were literally going to order a drink, and the Holy Spirit took over your words and just ordered a club soda and lime. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But you know that's that's how the Holy Spirit is. God can take away uh, the you know the addictions that we have, whether it's drinking or drugs or you know pornography. Um, I've heard a lot of testimonies over the years of people who have been supernaturally healed of, of whatever addiction they had, and they just surrendered themselves. Like, look, Lord, I can't do this myself. Why don't you do it yes. for me? You're able to do it. It starts with a prayer, and and like what I've what he's kind of shown me is that submission doesn't mean like, oh, I'm gonna just give it up and I'm gonna submit this to him. No, it means saying like acknowledging. And this is this is all hindsight. It's 2020, you know. But acknowledging that I didn't even want to quit drinking, I said, "Like, you're gonna have to do it because right. I don't want to." Right. Like, that's interesting. That's like that's not my own willpower. That's that's him pulling through. That's very interesting. You know, I stopped drinking myself uh, a few months ago. Um, I I I'd never had much of a problem with drinking I was kind of a social drinker uh, I'd have like I'd have like one margarita uh, if we'd go Denise and I would go out to dinner or I'd make a margarita at the house and the reason I stopped was um, I started having uh, basically really long hangovers I'd have like one margarita uh, if we'd go out for dinner and I'd have a hangover I'd have a headache for three days um, I also had elevated liver enzymes I knew that my liver was was having problems processing the alcohol, so uh, basically I stopped drinking uh, altogether back in February. And the funny thing is, now when I go out, club soda and lime is pretty much what I drink all the time. I've got a bunch of <laughs> in, in my refrigerator. I got club soda and lime. That's pretty much what I drink right now. <laughs> if you want to spice it up, throw some grenadine in there. All righty. Well, I'll take. I'll I'll, uh, I'll try that. God bless you. Thank hey, man. You for Thanks for your testimony. It has been awesome. Uh, we're going to go to the next person. Thanks, man. Thank you. Hey, Kathy Stott, what's going on? Can you unmute yourself? Hi, Dave. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Kathy. Hi. Hey, welcome so to the broadcast. I've been you since, <laughs> yeah, I've been following you since 2014. You have, you have been... You have been following me for a long time. <laughs> and people say, I can't believe you believe in Q. And I said, you know what? If it wasn't for praying medic, there's no way. There's no way. Because I knew you before Q. I knew your character. I trusted you. Yep. I read your books. I said, there's no way if the Lord told him to do this, this is for real. And if, and if the Lord... Know. Yeah, if the Lord had not directed me to Q, I wouldn't be interested in it. But the Holy Spirit has yeah. definitely got me uh, focusing on Q. So. Yeah. So, a uh, bit of an unusual question. This might be a bit creepy for some people, but I'm mentoring a young girl who came out of New Age. Okay. Uh, she's a recent Christian, and she is having um, pretty violent um, episodes, dreams, nightmares, I guess you could call them. She's, she gets, like, electrocuted. Yep. Um, and she loves the Lord, and she can't speak, because I keep saying, just call her to Jesus, but she says, I can't speak when this is happening. And sometimes this goes on more, and she says it's painful. Okay. Um, <laughs> Is is she awake when these episodes happen? No, it's it's in her sleep. Okay, has she gone through emotional healing? She has somewhat. Okay. Um, she's been delivered of a lot. Okay. But um, she slips in and out of this. She has good periods, and then she'll call me and say, "Kathy, I had another really bad night." And yep. Okay. How is she doing on her identity? Um, working on that. Working on that. 
Jesus in her head? Does it have to be? Like she said, she can't speak, but I said, can you think? <laughs> Would that help yep. her? Or yep. If you can yeah. think it, yeah. If you if you can think the name of Jesus, that mm-hmm. will many times uh, help. Uh, a lot of people who suffer from um, sleep paralysis, you know, yeah. those types of things. That's all demonic. Yeah. It's it's demonic attacks, and you know, she's a relatively new believer. And she's uh-huh. knowing if she's connected to you, she's learning about the supernatural. <laughs> and, and demons love. Yeah, she, she was a cashier at a grocery store, and the Lord told her, like, I would talk to her a little bit about my girls going on mission trips. So one day the Lord said, different people had invited her to church, and she always said, no, no, no. And then she asked me, wow. and she says, do you go to church? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, you think I could come with you one day? It was wild. Anyway. Right on. Uh, that, that's cool. So if she's a, a fairly new believer and she's learning about the supernatural, she's learning about her identity, uh, the enemy is going to attack her. She's going to have demonic attacks. Um, so, you know, build her identity. She, she needs to have some discipleship and learn to stand in her identity in Christ. She needs to learn how yeah. to exercise her authority. She needs to learn, you know, how to push back against um, the enemy, how to resist, and you know, continued emotional healing and, and deliverance is probably going to help a lot too. Um, yeah, I mean, these, it's a process. Less less well, that's good, so right? If yeah. if they're happening less, then that means she's going in the right direction. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, thinking? Kathy. All right, that is going to do it. <laughs> for today's episode of Supernatural Saturday. I had a great time uh, talking to everyone, listening to their stories, hearing testimonies, and sharing a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit disconnected, uh, but, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the best we can with what we've got. I really do appreciate everyone uh, tuning in and participating. If you want to uh, do a favor, you can keep Denise and I in prayer. Uh, Also keep President Trump in prayer. Uh, We are entering some very interesting times. Keep yourself in prayer. I think over the next few months we're going to see some interesting things happen. Um, I'm I'm primarily focusing right now on uh, what's happening with the Durham investigation. I think we're going to see a lot come out of that. And uh, if you're following me on my website or Telegram, you'll see me posting a lot about that. Uh, I'm also, oh, by the way, uh, on prayingmedic.com, I am making all of my old Q videos available again. Uh, There was a little bit of a problem when we went to redesign the website. We lost 600 posts, (laughs) including nearly all of the Q uh, videos. Now, I had the videos archived offline. But the post just got, they just disappeared. I'm not sure why. But I am going back through and recreating all of my old Q posts. And putting in the videos. Because I think as we go forward and we see uh, corruption being prosecuted through Durham's investigation, I think people are going to have a renewed interest in Q. So after a, a couple of days, more days of recreating the posts. I should have all my old Q posts available on my website, the videos, and the Twitter threads. Yes, um, I archived all my Twitter threads. So if you if you go to one of my old Q videos on the website, you'll see there's a PDF there that has um, the, the Twitter thread with clickable links in the PDF. For those of you who are interested in doing some research and learning, uh, that will all be finished up hopefully middle of next week. I've got about another 100, 150 posts to recreate. So uh, I'm a busy guy. (laughs) I've got a lot going on, but I always love taking uh, taking time out on Saturdays to do Supernatural Saturday. I am going to hopefully, when I get some of this uh, work done, do more live streams on Telegram on issues like power and authority and healing as people are have a lot of interest in healing so I want to do some more um, 
broadcasts on that subject. I owe you guys a broadcast on either power or authority. I had done a broadcast uh, a couple months ago and we did it on CloudHub and they were at that time switching over to a weird video format and the video did not come out very well. So I'm going to redo that broadcast and I'll, and I'll, I'll put that out there um, in the not too distant future because a lot of people do want to know about how to release power and authority. So um, I want to give you guys information that's helpful, information that you can use. So there will be more information coming out on that in the future. All right, cool. That is going to do it for this episode of Supernatural Saturday. Thanks for tuning in. Love you all. Take care. I'll catch you on the next broadcast.